Hey, Sam, uh, I think a little bit of Jerry West is rubbing off on this guy because he's starting to put together a pretty good team in Golden State. It's the general manager of the Golden State Warriors. It is Bob Myers. He gives us a couple of minutes. Uh, Bob, thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by and uh, certainly one heck of an offseason here uh, thus far. Before we get to some of these additions that you've made here over the course of the last couple of weeks, uh, how about the, the Vegas Summer League? A lot of different teams obviously looking to accomplish different things. What is it here that Golden State is looking to accomplish? Justin, we're trying to see how our young players develop. Guys on our team last year were Draymond Green and uh, Kent Bazemore, and those are guys that we're hopeful uh, can take the next step for us. So it's, it's been a little bit uh, watching them, a little bit trying to see what, what our coaching staff's doing defensively. Um, obviously, you want to win. The competitive juices flow, even though it's Summer League. And then also to scout other teams, to scout other teams, see what the young players uh, are doing on other teams. But, uh, you know, the final piece is connecting with other general managers and talking about free agency, trades, things like that. Now, Bob, I had the opportunity to get you to know you when I was the head coach yeah. in Toronto and you were the agent. And we had some very interesting conversations. And I will say, of all the agents I dealt with, I enjoyed the conversations with you because you made me feel at ease about some of my problems yeah, with the players. But how has the transition been from being one a very good agent, sports agent, representing players, to now being the general manager of an NBA team? Yeah, well, that, Sam, it's funny because I was talking to uh, some agents during free agency they're calling and during the draft. Uh, obviously, they're trying to get you to sign their players, draft their players. And one, one agent one time said to me, he said, uh, he said, you understand what I'm going through. Why can't you just sign this guy? And I said, listen, I said, I've done your job. Uh, you have not done my job. I said, that's the difference. I said, I've been an agent. You've never been in this position. So um, anytime you're able to speak to somebody where you've sat in their shoes, so to speak, it's, it'd be like you talking to a head coach. Now, now you're doing some media, but it, a head coach, only a head coach really understands, or a former head coach, what, what, what a head coach is going through because you've done it. So that's the way I would characterize it, benefiting me as a general manager, having been an agent, to talk to an agent and say, look, I understand what you're going through, or I understand that you're in a difficult position. Let's try to make something work for both of us. So it's just the ability to kind of relate that, that makes it easier, the ability to understand what type of communication an agent wants to hear from you. And then, look, agents get a bad rap. A lot of the agents aren't bad guys, really. They're just uh, fighting, advocating for their clients. So it just gives me a sense of what they're going through, and I think it helps a little bit. Bob, a lot of times we hear different rumors leading up to some deals being struck. We knew that Houston was in on Dwight Howard. Uh, we knew that uh, obviously Chris Paul perhaps headed back to uh, to the Clippers and Josh Smith to Detroit. Uh, yet the, the one here with Iguodala, you bring him in, that sort of comes out of left field. Tell us a little bit and walk us through how that deal came to be. Well, because, Justin, we had, we had uh, met with Dwight, a lot of people assumed that we were focused on obtaining him and moving contracts to move, make room for Dwight. And I think it provided a kind of um, ironically a smokescreen for the Iguodala because internally it was always Iguodala. I mean, to get Dwight via moving money would have taken even more. And, and it was very hard to move $24 million, which is what we actually ended up doing. Um, not something we thought we could even accomplish internally. But uh, by Dwight taking up so much of the media's attention, it allowed us to operate a little bit more stealth-like in the Iguodala hunt. But uh, we knew when we met with Iguodala that that was a play we wanted to make regardless of how uh, the Dwight stuff played out. And we were fortunate that it worked out that way. But um, I think the reason it wasn't reported as much is because there was so much focus on, uh, on Dwight Howard. And, and, our, and, and I guess I understand why. He's a pretty good player. Bob, I have a two-part question for you. Obviously, Golden State was the talk of the playoffs last year, the way you guys played. And, and 
you have a major part. You drafted these guys. You put them together. This is your team. And now Andrew Bogut. How far and how good do you think you guys can be with the addition of Andre Iguodala, the way Harrison Barnes emerged in the playoffs and stepped up, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. If you can keep Andrew Bogut healthy for 65 to 70 games, how good, what is the ceiling for this Golden State team? Well, Sam, I think maybe it's your, you know, your coaching acumen coming through. You know how important that guy is. I mean, a lot of fans and perhaps media um, don't really comprehend the, the amount of uh, – uh, the, the, the importance that he brings to this, this team of ours. He, uh, he really is the linchpin to our success. And the reason I think we had success in the playoffs last year was because of Bogut. Uh, we, I think we beat Denver because of Bogut. We were in the hunt in San Antonio because of Bogut. Um, he's one of the smartest big men in the league. He's got a little nasty edge to him. He's a paint protector, which, as you know, in the playoffs takes on a whole new level of importance. Um, so Bogut, for us, uh, you know, arguably could have been our MVP. I know Curry got all the attention, uh, and he was great as well. But without Andrew Bogut setting the screens to free him up, making some of these passes, protecting the paint, we're not in those games. So I think the key to our season uh, going into next year largely depends on Bogut's health. And really, if he's healthy, I think we got a good chance to do well. Um, hopefully he is. I think he deserves it. He's put in all the time. He's put in all the work. No player wants to be injured as much as he has been. So um, we're hopeful he'll come back healthy. We have every, we have every reason to believe he will. This offseason, you do a lot here, free agency to improve the team. Last offseason, it was through the draft with Harrison Barnes. And you bring in Iguodala, and there's conversation here of the overlap of some of the skills that they bring to the table, both playing the small forward position. Uh, how do you see Barnes fitting in alongside uh, Iguodala, and can he play some four there? We think, Justin, we have a lot of players that play well off the ball, which is unique because a lot of players in the NBA don't do that. It's, it's, it's easier said than done to be able to play off the ball. Ray Allen's one of the best to do it. Uh, obviously, he's doing it for the Heat. But most players, most players you think of that are at the highest level in the NBA, even a guy like Kobe Bryant, plays on the ball. Um, we feel like with a Harrison, Clay, and Curry, we had three guys that really play well off the ball. Um, we felt like we needed a higher usage guy like Iguodala who actually makes plays for others. And we don't mind if he dribbles five, six times. Uh, that's actually something we want him to do for our team. So we think he fits in nicely. Uh, he meshes well with the pieces we have, gives us a better, better wing defender as well. We can put him on one, two, three position. So we feel like he fits a lot of uh, what we were looking for. And um, I'm excited to see it out there. I think it'll be fun. And finishing on the break, one thing we did for people that watched us we, were the, uh, we led the league in three-point shooting percentage. So we would get down on the break and pull up from three, which, <laughs> Sam, it's not I'd exactly the best way to go about it, but, but the fact that we made a lot of them. Whereas Digadala, I will personally enjoy him just going in and dunking the ball. We have, a, lot of the, a lot of our guys are running to the three-point line, so it'll be good. Bob, you guys had a lot of success, and some guys that was part of that success would not be on your team. Jerry Jack, Carl Landry. How difficult a decision? Obviously, you got to lose something when you add a guy – with the salary of Andre Iguodala, how difficult was it to let those two guys go? Because those two guys played great for you. Yeah, Sam. I mean, you know how hard it is to find high-quality players that are also high-quality people. And both those guys had both those attributes. Uh, Jack, one of the best people I've met in the, in the NBA as far as his leadership skills, his work ethic, his professionalism. Um, he was great for us. And a lot of the reason we had success was because of him and, and Carl as well. Carl, hard hat type guy, showed up, played, played through some – some tweaks, and uh, there was minute, There was times during the season where his minutes were up, minutes were down, never complained, stayed with it, and was big in the playoffs. So those guys are hard to find. It was hard to not be able to retain those guys. Obviously, they got paid, and they're in good situations. 
But um, it, you know, this, the collective bargaining agreement now is a little bit different. I mean, paying the seven, eight, ninth guys or six, seven, eight, nine um, big salaries, it's hard to build a team that way. Yeah, and you bring up the CBA, and we're speaking here with Bob Myers, general manager of the Golden State Warriors, and the new rules that have been implemented uh, here moving forward. How has that affected the way that you're constructing a roster and you go about doing that now? Well, I said this before, Justin. The NBA is one sport where as you look at football and you can, for the most part, cut a player that's being paid too much. Uh, a lot of the contract is not guaranteed. Uh, you look at baseball, you can trade away a lot of salary. Uh, trade salaries don't have to match up. Hockey, I'm not quite under sure how the CBA works, but I know in the NBA that a contract that you sign that uh, is considered a bad one or one that's hard to move it really inhibits you in building a team. Uh, like I said, there's ways to get off contracts in football and baseball. In the NBA, everybody's competing within a certain framework. So if you have a contract that's hard to move, it makes it difficult. If that player's not playing and is not playing meaningful minutes, and if you want to move off that player and have cap space or something like that, it's, it's a costly thing to do. So I think um, the CBA now is getting teams and general managers and front offices and owners to think twice about paying some of the average players, not average as far as, you know, they're all very good players, but the six, seven, eight, nine players maybe aren't making as much as they used to make. Bob, last year you take uh, San Antonio here to six games in the second round. My goal for the upcoming year is to find a better co-host than Sam yeah, Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, what's, your, what's your goal here as a, as a team moving forward into the 2013-2014 <laughs> season in order to call it a success? Well, I think, Justin, one of the things I'll steal from our coach is he said at the end of the season we want to have our tanks on empty. Everybody wants to set hard lines as to what equates to success and what doesn't. Professional sports, there's always uh, injuries. There's always um, you know, situations where you can't control things. So what I'd like to hope for is that everybody leaves it all out there. And whatever the results are, they are. Um, I think we have a very talented team. We've got a very talented coaching staff. If we work and put the time in, I think good results will come. Where we'll finish up, I really don't know. I'd love to see this team together. Uh, last year surprised me a positive way, so hopefully we get surprised again in a good way. Well, tanks on empty, that's a good line, and Mark's got a lot of those good lines <laughs> he's when he's good. in the huddle, so that's a, that's a yeah. good one to yeah. steal. Yeah. And uh, just uh, one one uh, request here moving forward throughout the offseason, please, no more deals like this Iguodala one last minute. i got to call in. i gotta, I got to give you extra time here breaking down this trade, so please. Oh, man. Uh, cut yeah. into my personal I'm done, life here. Justin. For the, if nothing <laughs> like that comes up, uh, I, I'd even be surprised. So enough. I'm tired. <laughs> Bob Myers, general manager, Golden State Warriors. Appreciate a couple minutes, Bob.